Hey there, saints. This is Steve, and welcome to Last Days. I am sitting here outside a beautiful night in Queen Creek, Arizona, and uh, I'm looking at chickens and horses and just a, a beautiful evening. Anyway, enjoying this evening, I'm here stopping and pausing just to share with you more revelation regarding the church. We need revelation about the church. If you've just been enjoying the podcast or preparing for our home fellowship, we were talking about God's purpose. But in looking at God's purpose, we need to see the church. And we fellowshiped on the church as the body of Jesus Christ, not just by a good example, or that's a great illustration that he's the body. No, he's the head, we're the body, the church is Christ, his body. That just dramatically, dynamically affects your fellowship. Go to your next church fellowship, sit there and look around and say, there's Christ, there's his body. There he is. Look at that minister you're listening to and listen as though Christ is speaking to you. Listen for what he's saying to you as a member of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, let it affect all your talk, all your fellowship that you're handling, you're touching, you're fellowshipping with other members of the body of Jesus Christ. It's fabulous. And then here in Matthew chapter 16, Verse 18, we see that the church is the building of God. We need revelation regarding this as well. Here in this passage, we see Jesus is heading to Caesarea Philippi. And as he's heading to Caesarea Philippi, he turns to them and says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. What does he mean by leaven? Well, leaven makes influences bread, makes it rise. Well, the Pharisees and Sadducees, don't let them affect you. Don't let what they say affect you. What do they think about Jesus Christ? Those who should have told the people that this is the Messiah. They called him a liar. They told him he was just a man. They told him that he was the son of the devil. They did not see him as the Messiah that God had sent. And to this day, Jewish, many Jewish people still do not believe that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Then he says, who do the other people that follow us, that were there at the miracles, who do they say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, come back. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you are one of the other prophets. But none of them said that they had heard that he was the Messiah, the son of the living God. So then he turns to them. And he says, who do you, you disciples that walk with me, who do you say that I am? And then Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. Well, where did Peter get that? Peter didn't get it from his own good sense, from his observation, from his knowledge of the word of God. No. How did Peter get that revelation? The same way you and I get revelation about Jesus, about the church. He got it from the Father. Jesus said, blessed are you, Peter, but flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you. But the Father, he 
gave you the ability to see that and say it. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then listen what he says. He says, Peter, you are Cephas. You are a stone. But upon this rock, <laughs> that word rock means a big rock, a, something like a that's jutting out of the side of a mountain. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Well, what is the rock upon which the church is built? And I know your answer is going to be Jesus. He's the rock. And that is true. Other scriptures bear out that he is the rock. But in this passage, it doesn't deny that fact, but it adds to it. When it says upon this rock, what does this refer to? This refers to the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. So the church is built upon this rock. And what is this rock? It is Christ, but it is the revelation that he is the Messiah. And it is the revelation that he is the son of the living God. Now think about that. Look how that happens. When we see when the Jewish people see that he is the Christ, that means the Messiah, the long-awaited one. The Pharisees didn't see that. The rabbis of that day didn't see that, 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 that confronted Jesus. The people following and saw the miracles didn't see that. The disciples weren't even seeing it. But there was going to be revelation to many of them if they would listen by the Holy Spirit that this is, this was the Messiah. And when they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Messiah sent from God and are saved, they become stones, living stones that are built upon this rock, Jesus, that are built upon this foundation. And then you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. The son of the living God means you are the son of the God who gives life to all creatures of all creation. This speaks to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. He's not only the Messiah, he's the son of the living God. He is the son of the God who can impart life to all human beings upon the earth. He can impart life to the Gentile. And we know that when the Gentiles heard the gospel, many of them believed through the ministry of Paul the apostle and other brothers and other saints. And Jew and Gentile both are mixed together as living stones on this foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And what do we call that? We call that the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Amen. When you receive Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the Messiah as your savior, you were attached to this foundation by revelation that he is Christ. He is the son of the living God. Amen. This is how the church gets built. When we see the Christ, the son of the living God, and receive him. But it's more than just salvation. 
The church gets built daily, moment by moment. The church is organic, just like the body. We are living stones connected to this Christ. And the church gets built, edified more and more and more. How? When we see that he is who he says he is. He's the Christ, the son of the living God. Let me illustrate it for you. Yesterday, I got up and I had to go to my podcasts that I listened to. Why? Because I had to find out what was going on with Kyle Rittenhouse. Some of you were eager to find out that verdict. Well, it didn't happen. And I kept watching and watching. And finally, the Lord kept telling me, you did not spend time with me. You didn't spend time with me this morning. Pull away from this. And I kept waiting. One more podcast. One, 10 more minutes. And finally, I couldn't resist the Lord's call anymore. And I said yes to that still small voice. And I ran and found a quiet place and spent time with Jesus and got infused with the Lord. You know what happened? The church got built. Because at that moment, when I jumped up and ran to my quiet place, I said inwardly, not with words, what I was saying was, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. I need to spend time with you. I got revelation that I needed him. And the church got built. I was with saints the other night and we were standing around talking and we were talking about a brother who was ill that got taken to the hospital. Then we turned to walk. Oh my, oh, that how, I, we turned to walk away and all of a sudden we said, let's pray for this brother. Let's pray for him. So we hugged each other and we prayed. At that moment, we said, wait a minute. He's the Christ. He's the son of the living God. We need to pray for this brother. Amen. The church got built together with living stones. The other day, we got bad news that one of our siblings, one of my wife's siblings, had left um, her mate. Well, that was devastating news to us. I tell you, our, we, were, we were just filled with grief. My wife was sobbing. There was just such turmoil. And at that moment, you know, there was a sense as we were gathered with other relatives, just heartbroken over this marriage of 30 some odd years of a possible separation and maybe divorce. There was just a need to say, oh, let's pray. Let's turn to Jesus. At that moment, it is as though we were saying, he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God in this difficult situation. What are you going through? What are you frustrated with? What are you omitting? What is it that you're facing every day? What hardship? What, what simple thing is it that the Lord is speaking to you about? It's not just to say, oh, I need to be a better person. It's to say, wait, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, and turn to him. In the midst of something that's bigger than yourself, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I tell you moment by moment, day by day, we need revelation that Jesus is the Christ over our environment. Jesus is the son of the living God over our problems. When we're with the saints and we're with the church and we're gathered together with them, we need to see in that fellowship, he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. And we need to turn to him. We need to call on his name. 
And we need to make that fellowship all about him. Oh, Lord, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And in that moment, in that event, in that environment, in that heartache, whatever it might be, personally or collectively with the saints, the church gets built. Amen. Brothers and sisters, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. But God, through the Holy Spirit, has revealed to you that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. The church will get built and the gates of hell shall not stand against that. Amen. Mm -hmm.